Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome along. Monday night, the online darts, live lines. Strap yourselves in because the next two and a half hours, two and a half hours, maybe with a bit of Fergie time, but definitely the next two hours, is going to get jazzy. Plenty of talking points from the Pro Tour we now look forward to the European Championships, the Super Series, and a week in darts, boys. How are we all doing? This is going to be good. Hello. That's all again. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm not bad, Phil. I'm all good, mate. Not sure about dog. You can't be miserable. You can't be miserable at three months past eight. Does that all just leads to a really bad miserable show? I'm not miserable. I'm just saying hello. I'm fine. I'm not even he's tired not today. To, he's trying not to upset someone early. Like who? I just upset everybody you're these upset days. Apparently. I was say you'll, you'll upset someone. Give it time. Exactly. It's fine. Um, chat room. Welcome along, strap yourselves in, get involved for the whole show. But Owen is in, Rose, how are we doing? Uh, Alex, James, Joe, Kira, Mike, evening all. Um, Sam says, evening all, Mr. Developed on fire this weekend. Don't worry, we're going to talk about the young man from Northern Ireland. Um, into darts from Germany, how are we going? Um, Barry, evening all. We just shared some links on social media as well, guys. Um, so if you could give them a share for us to let everyone else know we are live, that would be much appreciated. How are we doing, Nick? Um, look, it's been a busy, busy few days. Um, we were stretched to the limit over the weekend. How we quite got it all done, I'm I'm not quite sure. We had exhibitions, we had the Super Series, we had Pro Tours. You name it, boys, we had it this weekend. It's not like we've got a European Championship and a Women's Series to come up as well. Just to add to it. <laughs> we had everything but sleep this weekend. Oh, yeah, massively. I was still doing media at quarter past four, no, no, 4.45 in the morning with the CDC from Chicago. I've gone by then. Some of us had a five-hour train journey the following day. So. <laughs> <laughs> we were oh, still yeah, again. Yeah, sad. Still trooping on like we do. 
Um, again, chat room nice and busy. Everyone in. Um, how we doing, Bill? Right, we've got some slides, some not. Um, we haven't clipped up everything because we were a tad busy today. But we're going to jump in with the Pro Tour from the weekend. Boys, four Pro Tours, only two left. It's now getting a little bit tight, isn't it, for the race for the Worlds, the race for Minehead, the Tour Card race. Time is now running out for players to get to where they need and want to be. Yes. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> just no idea what I'm even doing tonight. Yeah, definitely. And this is where it gets a little bit confusing as well, because I, don't know, I was saying this the other day. It's incredibly difficult to keep up with who's qualified, who's not qualified, who needs what for each event, which events count towards the pro tour order of merit, the actual order of merit, who's close to the cusp on both, if they get in through one, which one happens with the second one. So if we do make any mistakes, I apologise. But there are some guys out there that are far, far better at keeping track of who's in what than we are. Yeah. yeah the, the, easiest one, the, the easiest one, Dob, for us to look at where we turn that run is just the Players' Championship race. Does that's very clear to us? Out of all of them, that is a clear all you're it's like the Oki <laughs> So if you there's want, no backdoor entry, there's no winning the challenge tour yeah. for it. You're either good enough or you're not. I'll look at the players' championship. You can do the others. That's fine. Yeah. No, I want the easy one. Bugger <laughs> off. Before, before, before we get into the individual <laughs> players' championships, a couple of points off the weekend. One, Gezi did what he needed to do. He's back in the top 16 of the Pro Tour Emerit, so he can then clear off on the final day. However... I'm going to say it now. It might not last, but I don't care. How blooming good was Gary Anderson this weekend? Gary! <laughs> he's back. Stuck on the year. Yeah, but he's given me false hope. I believe again. No, no, I'm I'm fully with the darts referee. He just wakes up at this time of year like Michael Bublé. Someone has defrosted him. <laughs> and do not be put off by the fact you will have an absolutely terrible Players' Championship Finals. <laughs> he hates Minehead. Despite it actually being the closest venue to where he lives in the entire country, he despises Minehead. So don't expect big things from Gary Minehead. Don't be like, oh, well, that's Gary finished. He promised us hope at the Pro Tours. Don't worry about that. You ain't got a threat. He will have a stinker of Minehead, and then he's going to go deep in the world. Because... We might as well start calling him King Gary because that palace is his gaff, isn't it? It's just ridiculous, isn't it? That again, I, I, I don't like to speculate on players' wealth and what they've done with their money, X, Y, and Z, because that's entirely down to them. However, there's certain things that we can get to hand because of the ranking system and the way it's done. Just on World Championship money alone, Gary Anderson has earned 1.4 million pounds. I think I saw at the weekend, just off the World Championships. That's not anything else. Pennies. Michael Van Gogh's earned that on the Euro Tour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Gary don't play them. <laughs> yeah, it's a few less uh, names that Darryl's had to play for his 1.4 million than what Michael's had on the Euro Tours. But just that, that's just a staggering amount, isn't it? Considering, to start with, it, it's, when he first came over, his record at the Worlds wasn't that that good but then since I remember he lost to Michael it might have been second or third round 
when we had the Gary Slump, first of all. And I remember, not it's not very often players do media after they lose. But someone was brave enough to get Gary in the corridor as he was going back to the players' room. And fair play, Gary stopped. And I remember he was like, that's never happening again. Because I should have beat him. And then he went on that rampage. Yeah, it's just... I guess right now is that it's not false hope as the next two months of dying action hasn't happened, but it's that hope that there's still plenty of Darry Anderson fans, especially if you look at what he's achieved for ten and a half months of this year, and then look at what he achieved over the past four days in regards to how he played. Um, it's that hope that there's there's a that Darry Anderson's going to return at some point across these next couple of months and pick someone up or go deep and he's done it before hasn't he world finalist only a couple of years back that just came from nowhere yeah um, look it's, it, and playing like that it'll probably come through the slam qualifier as well because we've seen him have a ton average here and there but it was the fact he was putting them together as one and it was just like this is the Gary we all know and love but we'll come on to him first of all players championship 25 on the Thursday evening and Dave Chisnell continued his really really good form that we've seen him picked up a Euro Tour played some irresistible stuff here but the finalist don't worry we're going to talk about him later on but this was a sign of things to come Josh Rock getting to his first Pro Tour final look beaten by a ton plus average from Chiz he played really really well but you look at the semi-final lineup Chisnell you put the form he's in that's kind of expected previous winner Gavin Price multiple winner Damon Hetter, one before, and then Josh Rock. What that some semi-final lineup, Gob? It's ridiculous. Um, it, and that day just got crazy. Obviously, Chisnell's banging in maximums of fun, but the amount of 104 plus averages we saw that day must have been somewhere close to a record. It certainly felt like it because they were just flying in all over the place. I mean, Mike Dedeka lost with 113 average. Yeah. <laughs> that means every leg he's going out in 13 darts or better and it's not enough and shows the, shows the quali quality of the quarterfinal field that it's not the highest average in that quarterfinal as well which is then a 114 yeah. <laughs> yeah, casual levels. I mean um, apart from I know it's being specific, but from the 32 onwards, Josh Rock's averaged 110, 93, 112, 108, and then 97. How? <laughs> 21 years old and he's completed darts. Um, Quarterfinals as well. Merv King, a run we haven't seen for a long, long time. And someone else that we've spoken about a lot on this show via the Live League and Super Series, uh, Jean Van Dien. Making a quarterfinal. Yeah, I think Dob alluded to that. Not no real surprise in the semi-final four and the run how they continued, but there's certainly some shot names in that in that last eight. Uh, Van Veen, as as we've seen a few times, probably more often than what we've seen of Mervyn King as of late. Um, but a surprise, but a good sign for Merv to to be back in the into the latter stages of a, of a pro tour. So I've stepped in the right directions for Merv going into the back end of the year. Oh, completely. Um, jumping into the chat room, 
Uh, Will is in from um, US Darts over the pond. Hope you are good, mate. Um, it was good to catch up with you in New York this year. Um, glad to have you in. Uh, Mark says, Phil, do you think Rock will be in the top 32 soon? Uh, if he carries on this way, there's no doubt. He's top 10 band if he carries on any of these numbers. Um, yeah, just a little. Steady. Yeah. If he carries uh, on, that, that's, that's a keen that big dog. As Phil said, it's the if he carries on. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, we, we, we've said it before that, right, one, he's an incredible talent, and we're going to talk about him later on, and we'll probably touch on this more. But at the moment, he's free rolling because he's in, he's, he's young. He doesn't have the commitments that maybe others have. He's not defending money. So now, stockpile it. Get as much as you can on in this situation because you're on a free for the rest of this year and next year. So it's literally just do as much damage as you physically can. Scott Williams is about the same, and he once he's over yeah. the line, it's yeah, it's it's that it's that two year free shot. Just do as much as you can and take advantage of everything in that period. Um, the the Joker is in speaking in today. Hope you are good, mate. He says evening, lads. Uh, from Keely and Maisie, freezing to death, <laughs> rugby back to normal. Um, as as Maisie calmed down because she was fuming with you yesterday, big man. We had Laura in, she threw her toys out of the pram and stormed off. Um, moving on to Players' Championship 26. And again, it's a final that beforehand you, you, you could have got behind because these two have been brilliant on the Pro Tour. Damon Hetter beats Dirk van Dijvenboda in, in a final gob. And it's one that, like you say, you could have quite easily called that at the start of the day because they've been superb. Yes, again. Yeah, it's good to see Dirk getting deeper and deeper in events, but Damon Hatter was quality the day before, beaten by a very good Josh Rock. Carried up, well, apart from that, lost the day before. Obviously, he'd won the European Tour the weekend before. I think he was 11 games unbeaten at that point. And then he goes and puts together another run of seven the following day. That 18 out of 19 matches in a row, Damon Hatter won. Um, seems to be a bit of a curse winning, though, because Dave Chisnell won the day yeah. before, beaten first round. I think Hatter follows that trend tomorrow uh, when we look back at the Saturday. Um, but look, there's absolutely no way anybody can deny Damon Hatter a title for the way that um, he's, he's played in the last few days. No, and talk about surprise runs, Boise. Boris Kirchmar getting to a semi-final. If you predicted that one at the start of the day, you'd have been a little bit more bold. Yeah, I, and to be honest, I'd probably add Alan Sue to quarterfinals to that mix as well. And not Alan Suter of what we saw in 2021, but in 2022, it's not a name that we've seen in the, the back ends as much. But yeah, Boris Turkmar certainly stands out as um, a surprise semi-finalist. I know within a, as we keep saying, we are going to talk about Josh Rock, but it was a very impressive he was. But just remember on this day, it was a 108.74 losing average. We spoke about Mike Dedecker in on day one. Josh Rock, 108.74 losing to Matt Campbell. Um, six five, some of the standard, especially when we got to the last 16 across all four days, some of the standard was just ridiculous, and that was one of the highlights. Sorry, but um, back to the initial point, yeah, Boris Turchmar, a lot of credit for being in uh, the latter stages and stepped in the right direction, yeah. Then on the Saturday, Players Championship 27, 
Now, this is where it gets interesting um, for me. Look, the final, again, two established names in the world of darts. Rob Cross, again, this win has been coming. Um, Peter Wright getting to a final. Nothing um, there at all that, that those two in the final sharing it out. You'd say, yeah, completely get that. However, the other two semi-finalists, Boise, one, his first, Ryan Meikle, getting to a, to a semi-final. And the other one, back with a bang, because it hasn't been his best year on the board for, for different reasons. Illness, he's had to miss tournaments and so on. But Callum Ridge played some really, really good stuff here in Players' Championship 27 to get to the semi-final. Yeah, very good stuff. And for someone who's very open on his own social media account and he's if Finns are not if Finns haven't done his way recently and he's he's opened up about that around the past few months, haven't done to plan. For him to then get a run, and I know it's only in one of these four days, but to get a run into a semi-final of a pro tour, it's very, very impressive. And hopefully it's sign of Finns to thumb for talent because we've seen what he can do. We've seen what how good he was in the World Championships um, just 10 months ago. So hopefully we'll, there are signs there from Saturday that he can now progress and bring that Dane back to that top Dane we've done, we know he's got. The question marks are always going to be there more about Talon's B Dane than it is his A Dane because we know his A Dane is ridiculous. Um, but it's just up in that B Dane, which he seemed to do on Saturday. Um, and then for me, tough draw for him last week in the Euro Tour, but semi final under his belt. So another one positive steps, positive signs for these four days. I think if you offer Ryan Meetle and Talon Ridge a semi final across one of those four, they would. They'd have snapped your hands off for it, the form that both from were. Yeah, and the other one, God, a last 16. Massive shout out to Richie Burnett. <laughs> that one came out of nowhere, didn't it? <laughs> Just absolutely out of nowhere. Uh, I think another player we've beaten in the last 16 as well, George Killington had a decent week. Very, very good yeah. weekend for a player that we've not really seen an awful lot um, last few days. But yeah, those two in particular in the last 16, superb. Then, Players' Championship 28. The moment happened, and the final is up there, one of the best Pro Tour finals I've seen, because both of them were, were, were at it from start to finish. Um, Josh Rock beat Luke Humphreys 8-5, 108 average for Josh Rock. Just a shade under 103 from Luke Humphreys as the pair went back and forth, Gob, and it was just... A delight to watch, and we could, we saw what it meant to Josh Rock at the end. We did, and you just picked on me on the only one that I didn't watch because I was on the train. But yeah, look, this this win definitely has been coming. The talent that Josh possesses is is nothing short of ridiculous. Um, the averages all week were phenomenal. I think his average in the end finished seventh best to ever win a Players Championship title. Um, the best of anybody that's won one from outside the top 16 at that point. Um, his game has just got better and better throughout the year, which is ridiculous when you consider that from the very, very start of the year, he's been in the top 10 averages of performers on the Pro Tour. And if somebody had said the name Josh Rock to me this time last year, I'd have, my response would have been, who? He's literally come out of nowhere. That That's unheard of in this sport. We saw Rob Cross to an extent, come from nowhere. But Rob Cross did it via Riley's and then spent a year on a challenge tour, earned his card and built his way back up that way. Josh Rock has gone from 
never heard of him to a Pro Tour winner in 12 months, 10 months. And the, the worst bit is, Boise, someone's going to draw him opening round of the World Championships. Or, sorry, not <laughs> opening round, but you know what is that when he comes in, that's going to be someone's first game. And uh, uh, it's not just the World Championships, I think it's the rest of the tournaments, the players and the slam that he's, he's in as well, the people and Europeans. Everyone's going to want to avoid Josh Rock, how he's performed at the minute. And there's, there's still parts of his game that we need to see. There's still challenges that he needs to have, but one of which was fired at him in the Pro Tour final on Sunday when Louis Humphries hit 10 one in the first 10 leads. But Josh Rock 6-4 in front, and it just showed, obviously, he's defeated Luke, who's averaged 102. But for someone to constantly be throwing 180s at you, near enough lead on lead, and for Josh Rock at that stage to still be in front, and the crucial 180 in the last lead, to then get total control and setting that up to then finish it. And it just showed how much it meant to Josh Rock when he won that at the end. Um, it was nice... What Luke Humphreys said about him, I'm sure them words all that a bit tastier. He keeps taking money off Luke Humphreys, someone who's not, I believe, not lost in the final this year. Um, for Josh Rock then to perform like that, it, it was just all round very good final, as you said, one of the, one of the best we've seen. Um, but that's a clash when we talked about dames in the future as well and battles. Josh Rock and Luke Humphreys can produce some very very good clashes over the next few years. Yeah. Um, look, um, Johnny's just said there, has he qualified? Uh, at the moment, he's number one on the Pro Tour Order of Merit. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just going off the, the Pro Tour Order of Merit with everyone in. Obviously, Luke Humphreys won MVG. Yeah. He's 19 on there. The one-year Order of Merit, he's earned 65 grand. With, with two well, pro tours on the world go, championship race, he's yeah. number one to come through the pro tour of merit because everybody else above yeah. him this year is. But he's four. Someone got a screen open because I can hear myself twice. Not me. Not I me. checked. I got rid of one. Can't wait for it to be you. I don't think so. Just double checking. No, mine are off as well. Hmm. Sure, fine then in a second. Um, so yeah, actually look, but on the one year order of merit, he's under four grand off of the top sixteen with everyone in. The big hitters are in there. And he's under four grand off of that sixteen. Mad. Yeah, look, there's still time this year. I, I genuinely look at the year he's had and think that he could well be the brightest talent to join the sport since Van Gogh. And it, it has been that impressive this opening year. We've seen Dimitri, we've seen Luke, we've seen other youngsters come through. The way that Josh has performed this year is exceptional on the floor. However, at the risk of getting very, very carried away, until we see him do it in front of a TV camera, not a European tour, until we see him do it in front of a TV camera... Still, I don't want to be lumping on him going, oh, he's going to be a 10 time world champion because I think we do that an awful lot in sport. Go way, way too early on people. Obviously, the, the things to consider at the minute, just I, 
I don't want this to come across as negative towards Josh Rock. I genuinely think he is the most talented we've seen come to this sport since Van Gerwen, Michael Smith, etc., who have gone on to be absolute superstars. We need to see him play on TV, and we need to see him in two years' time with a target on his back and defending money. And if he can get through both of them and produce his performances in front of a TV camera, and when the pressure's on in two years' time and money's dropping off and he's got to go back and win this Pro Tour again in two years' time to defend the 12 grand that he's won from it, he goes and does that as well, look out for this kid because he's going right to the top. Oh, yeah. Look, there's always question marks around it. When MVG was coming through as the 17-year-old, it was like, yeah, this guy's going to be good. But look, there are always questions to answer. But right now, every time Josh Rock is asked a question, Boise, he's giving you the right answers. And that's all he can do. Yeah, and I think what's crucial, the question marks are there about him on TV, just because we haven't seen it, or we haven't seen enough of it. But what he's got in the next couple of months is because he's qualified for everything, it's going to give him that opportunity. And it's if when it's not if, it's when he has a setback across those, how he responds in the next one. The good one for that to be the Grand Slam is if he goes behind and loses an early group stage lane. But when we're talking about avoiding the draw, I will tell you now, whatever group Josh Roth is in, because he's going to be further down in the seedings, whatever group Josh Roth is in for the Grand Slam, that is the group of death right now. <laughs> because whoever top seed deaths Josh Roth in there as well, that is going to be absolutely brutal. But those are sort of the things that we're saying that are going to challenge him. But right now, it's hard to see Josh Roth not progressing into, I'm with Dob, I don't want to do him say, you know, he's, a, he's going to then win multiple world championships or anything like that. But it's hard to see him not being a top 16 player in the next couple of years because of how he's producing. It's just how we can build on this going into next year when there is that pressure. Yeah, uh, it's not even top The level he's produced in the last four days is top four in the world level. It is genuinely that good. But he has to put that on yeah, TV and whatever else. Like, that, that's how we watch. could get about Josh right now. Yeah, one thing to add to it, at the start of the year, he was still working full-time. That reduced down to two days. I believe now he's not working at all. And we've seen that that can have a, can have a, a detrimental effect on certain players when their focus is solely on their performance. And that probably goes to more about when you've lost and you're looking to recover, but actually you haven't got a day in for a few weeks. It's mentally been strong enough then to bounce back. Um, but... Everything at the moment is showing that the right signs are there that he's going to progress into a, a top top player. Yeah. The other, well, the other thing is just just to put a, a little jokey spin on this. Uh, on the tour card race, he's looking at he's projected to eighty six thousand pound right now. So that's if, unless if he goes out first round and everything he's in for the rest of the year, that's where I will get to. That puts him toward number forty six. If he climbs 14 more places, he can't play development tour next year, and our argument is null and void. He's avoided that all night. Just a quick one. I don't think he's in the slam yet, is he? Yeah. Finishing top of the dev tour. Rafferty did. Josh Rock didn't. Yeah. Oh, did he? And that's next year, isn't it? 
Come on, mate. I, don't don't know. Know. I wasn't sure he's in the slam yet. To get a tour card, qualified world championship, the winner also qualifies for the slam. Yeah, that's Rafferty, not Rock. More mistake. How's he in? I just assumed he was. He's in everything else. The Euros, everything like that. Are we using it? Using it. it because he was already in as World Youth Championship from yeah. last year, so Rock gets the spot. Oh, yeah, and, well, and by was. the way, this, this isn't a dig at the players, but they, for the sake of the slam, they need to move the World Youth to make it relevant because yeah. the boys that qualify have got to wait 11 months. So much can happen. In, and this isn't about anyone that's already in. I'm, I'm on about for the, the the tournament itself is having to wait eleven months. So much can happen in that time. Yeah, yeah, I, we, I completely we, we've, agree. we've seen we've seen that some years, haven't we? I remember quite a couple of of players who got to youth final and then haven't reached the levels the following year. And then have got to the slam without playing competitively for a fair few months. Well, Joe Davis was one last year. He played brilliantly Joe to get Davis to the World Youth um, But then had to wait almost a year. And by then, his form's gone, confidence is gone because he hasn't played a lot. And he basically said it himself. He went to the Grand Slam with no hope, but he had to go there to pick his money up. I think he openly said in the pre-match, in the Got up to the tournament, there's no way he can win a game before he was in. He was just going to pick his money up. And and that's not fair on the players that get there. As in the, the, yeah, the, the players themselves. They, they've got to go there. <coughs> when they earn the spot, they have to go there in the kind of the same form they're in. Yeah, and the, 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 the amount of money you get, is it 5,000? Just for playing three games of first of five. Something like that. It's about five grand finishing bottom of the group or whatever it is. Yeah. So you would be, you would be stupid not to, unless something was massively wrong or you know, you would be there competing for that, just to take that five thousand pound on, wouldn't you? So yeah, I agree. It does seem like it's a long way away. Just having a look. Twenty-one and twenty-five. <coughs> Devil's Advocate, World Cup next year. If Josh Rock isn't above Brendan Dolan or Daryl Gurney, do you put him in anyway? Them aren't the rules. What's that? Them aren't the rules. Let's be fair. The World Cup rules have been broken before. And they'll be broken again. And I'm pretty sure there's something in the small print that says we can pick whoever we want. Them aren't the rules. I'm pretty sure there's going to be something. Yeah, we don't know what the rules are because there's going to be changes next year. So there may be new rules. Yeah. There'll There'll be a little asterisk next to it. It will be the two highest ranked players are picked. Asterisk. Asterisk says rule one. We'll do what we want. 
I'm not against the B side. <laughs> a B side of Josh Rock and Nathan Rafferty. Hello. Right now, that's better than right now on current form, that's better than the A side. There, I said it. Oh, yeah, but we could have said that about various England sides for the last eight years since Sir Philip of Taylor yeah. retired. I was going to say, say like know, if you well, are... MVG won two World Cups playing on his own, pretty much. If if right now it was Michael Smith and James Wade and against Rob Cross or Lou Humphreys, there'd certainly be arguments for both of those sides, wouldn't there? As an A and a B side. That's not inc- and that's no. then to add a C side of Joe Cullen and Nathan Aspinall. <laughs> Um, right, last one on the Pro Tours. One big concern. And it is a concern now. We've given him a little bit of grace. Dimitri Vandenberg. There are huge, huge question marks right now. Are we agreeing? The form this weekend is not good. It's not been great at all. Averages and performances have been a lot lower than what you'd expect from Dimitri. Look, typically he is a, a TV performer rather than a floor performer. Still think he gets a little bit of time as a change in manufacturer. That can take a while. Look how long it took Van Gerwen to settle, for instance, on, on his equipment. So th- there is still that little bit of grace there. Um, there are concerns that are headed into the back end of the year. A player that will always be in contention for the Premier League, etc., because of how marketable he is, is not in any form. Well, that's what I mean. The fact that we have got two World Series events in January that he will be in contention with and arguably they're going to have to release those lineups before the end of the world, you'd have thought. Maybe. I don't see how you maybe, can. Maybe. I think maybe, but it might be more more the fact that they release six, maybe seven players instead of the full eight. We know Peter Wright and Gerwin Price are going. Other than that, I think it has to come after the world after the world championship. I don't think it will. Anything no, I, else I is too short. Notice. Anything else is too short notice to turn things around when people expect players to be there. Can't leave it open ended. Okay. Can't piss around okay. and constantly putting six or seven players in there and opening up for a world champion or somebody to go deep. Yeah, but also you have to give players notice because if you haven't been told anything and you book a holiday, the players will know. We won't know, is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I mean. Whether we know or not is irrelevant, but the players will have to be told before. Is what I'm what I'm getting at. Yeah, a large percentage of those players will know. And let's be fair, players can't keep their mouth shut, even though they're told to. Once they know, it gets out. No comment. Giving away our secrets there, mate. Look, they, they tell it, they say it themselves. Remember when Peter told us he was playing in the World Cup? No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Boise does. <laughs> I remember, I remember um, yesterday. Um, Mike says, did MVG 
didn't Emmy Jane turn down? Um, look, we, we don't know. Look, just I'm putting two and two together. His name wasn't on the press release, and Price and Wright was. R- read into that what you will. But it's unusual, isn't it? But he's on the poster, so you don't know. But the fact he wasn't on the press release and on the poster, we'll, we'll see. Um, so, and from Phil, the pro- to, yeah. Phil, just on that one, back, back to the point that was mentioned last week by Matt Porter, some players might even ask for a rest, believe it or not. That's a thing. I don't know <laughs> Boris, if you if you want a holiday, take a holiday. But don't take a holiday. If you want if you no, really what it is, if you want holiday, take holiday. But this is your destination. Yeah. If you, if you want to take a holiday, take but just not but just not anywhere between January and December. Is that like a, a Boris Johnson press conference? Go outside, don't go outside. <laughs> Go on holiday, don't so you dare go on holiday. You can make a cake in the toilet. Wash your hands. Um, so we have some ranked TV action as well. The European Championship, boys. Dortmund is calling. That's the schedule. Confirmed after, well, after, was it the Friday at Gibraltar it was done, Gob? I don't know. Probably. I just told you, I don't remember yesterday, you just asked me for a date for something. Come on, man. <laughs> as soon as Gibraltar was over, it could have been locked in, yeah. Oh, what, the schedule of play? I don't remember. The draw was done the day after, wasn't it? That thing. Yeah, no, I, I meant the field was locked in after the day one at Gibraltar. As soon as Vincent and Dobie won, it was pretty much done. I think Saturday. I can't remember. Um, however, first thing to note, the ridiculous start time. Good. Get it on. Get that, it done. Is it... What time is it then? 5.45. 5.45 start. Nice and early. But you can't have a That's world record on early. early right? I believe so. I'm sure I've seen it. Wow. I'm sure I'd see it when I'd seen it initially and was a bit confused with that time. I'm sure I'd seen that it was only Thursday and Friday. Yeah, I, I, I would presume so, yes. Which I guess um, yeah, but- we... Just to just to look at it the other side, all three of us were moaning at some point when the Grand Prix was still being played at twenty past twelve. Hopefully that means that won't happen at the European Championships. But still not that, doing a four hour. It's only a two-day event, four-day event. That, 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 that's a Sky event. This is the ITV event that said they couldn't put a World Series on live because they didn't want to take off River Monsters. <laughs> And no if you haven't yet, check out the Matt Porter interview. He didn't sound very happy about it, did he, either? 
I'm not commenting on that interview again. God, you've gone all dip since you started upsetting people. You've gone all diplomatic as if you don't want to do it anymore. A month ago, you no, it's not even that. You know why I don't want to comment on that. You've lost your bottle. You've changed. No, I started oh, doing God. it last week, and I remembered it didn't. Something doesn't exist, and I started talking about it. <laughs> um, however, at that point, it might as well be are... in there. <laughs> um johnny you always upset people um but look there are some some standout ties in here and look one jumps off the paper straight away and look it's a horror tie for both of them great for the fans and what day is it Thursday, the tie on, looking up. Yeah, Thursday. Um, yeah, definitely Thursday. Josh Rock against Nathan after all. We've just spoken about, obviously, um, Josh, but that Nathan's returned to some form as well. And for both of them, that is an absolute stinker. Sorry, I was convinced we were going to be talking about Ryan Sell versus Martin Lukeman, but yeah, we could talk about that one. Hmm. Idiots. <laughs> or stupid. <laughs> I, do you know? What? I don't think there's a bad tie in the tournament. Look, in terms of standard, I agree with you. But in terms of watching, Danny Nopper and Andrew Gilding will not be easy on the eye. They could both average no, hundred. Both, both are in I'm great form. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. No, I'm not, not arguing they're not in great form, but it's going to be a long one. Yeah. What has Dolby done to avoid MVG as well? <laughs> it's not well, To be fair, MVG over the weekend and the exhibitions was genuinely unreal. <coughs> It doesn't matter. Joe, Joe Cullen and Damon Hatter play each other in every tournament right now, and they're in opposite halves of the draw. So there's your final. Just get it done. Yeah. <laughs> the um, the exhibition in Newcastle, in his semi-final, MBG took out 106, ball, double three ball, 125, ball, 25 ball, and 170, three legs in a row. And then... In the final, he played Adam Atkinson, who, look, we've all seen Adam's numbers on the ADC. First time I'd seen him in person. What a future. He's 3-2 up on MVG in a race to four. Back-to-back 11 darters to, to beat him. Honestly, he was unreal. Then he beat Aspinall 8-3 in Skegness, averaging nearly 105, I think. And then well, sailed, off and enjoyed, sailed off home yeah. and enjoyed some time with the family. But right now, if you are getting MVG in the European Championships, let's be honest, this is if you're getting him, you want to be Chris Dober because your best shot of getting him right now is in that best 11. Oh, sure. Yeah, no. But that's, yeah, that's where you get him. 
yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm with you. Look, it, it's almost like the, the Taylor one a few years ago where you have to get him early before the format goes up at the moment. But one thing, I guess one thing looking at it in, in a bit more detail in the draw is the top three are all in one half, which should then open up the other one. I didn't notice that, to be fair. So, all right, in one half, you have MVG, Chisnell, Clayton, Wright, Price, Cullen. Second round meeting between Wright and Price is on the cards. <laughs> that's, a, that's a stinker, that is, isn't it? There's a second round Billy Big Bollocks tie. And we've got an interview dropping about that where there are, he does answer the question. I asked him why, and he tells us why he ranted. Probably get that out before Thursday. <laughs> yeah. I think Wednesday's a good time to drop it. <laughs> mm. Um, yeah. Um, look, the, the, look. right now, you'd rather be in that top half of the draw. However, look, there's still some fabulous players. Uh, Luke Humphrey seeded one as well, but that's an interesting one because we saw Joe Cullen go to the European Championships. Was it two years ago? Was the number one seed for the first time? And he went there and melted. And he, he openly said it himself. He said it was a different pressure, and I didn't know how to handle it. Yeah, it's quite a quite a difficult quarter as well. You've seen how well uh, Martin Luther played in in the Grand Prix. You've got Michael Smith in another game in there, and then Josh Roth and the Aspetumans they were in that little section. So it's not going to be easy for Luton for his Obviously, he's had a lot happen person of the last couple of weeks. I'm sure he's having a bit of a lack of sleep at the minute, and then he's going into this as rant number one, uh, as seed number one for the first time. So. It's not an easy start against Christopher Toyster. It will be difficult for Luton to come out of that section. And probably, we've, I know we've mentioned that bottom half is, is brutal with the top three in the world, isn't it? But from, a, from a, a quarter, that's a very, very difficult quarter, if not the worst one, with Humphreys, Smith, Aspinall, Rock. Yeah. Oh, look, it's... It's absolutely rammed. And we'll put the draw bracket order up. You said that was more difficult than the bottom one, Lee. Say that then, sorry. Did you just say the top quarter was more difficult than the bottom one? As difficult. No. I would probably say... I'd probably say more difficult if... Josh Roth and Nathan Aspinall wasn't meeting each other first round. If one of them were in that second game and you had Humphreys, Smith, Aspinall and Roth spread across, then I would probably say it, it is, yeah. Over right price, Cullen. Not sure I agree with that, Mr. Boys. <laughs> Not sure I agree with that at all. The, well, don't get wrong, the players you just listed are very, very excited. Luke Humphreys has been exceptional, 
but recently a parent not quite the same form he was carried at the start of the year when he's smashing through these events. Ryan Searle, yet to see the best of him in 2022. I think that's fair to say. Michael Smith had an absolute stinker on the Pro Tours this weekend, rightfully miffed it himself about doubling stats in particular. Asp looking more and more competitive, granted. Josh Rock, yes, still yet to see him in front of TV versus the world number one and world champion. The world number two wants the world number one back. Joe Collin, who has added possibly the most dangerous B game on the tour out of anybody. Dimmy struggling a little bit, granted. Gurney on his way back up. And Ross Smith. Nah. Back to normal. We disagree. Standard. <laughs> your your quarter your quarter is Southgate in, and my quarter is Southgate out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where Phil's going then. Yeah, Get rid of him. <laughs> um, suddenly, Barzi agrees with me. Stand two one next. Also, as as well. Isn't Peter Wright defending 120,000 ranking points? As Joe and Price would like to say. I don't know. Get some of those rankers, mate. Probably. So we could have another switch. There's no grand the slam race for me to look ahead to. 120k is. 120 is defending, and Price is only defending 10. Oh. Yeah. Could have a switch in the top then. What's that? 110 difference, but there's only 90 between them. So Wright needs to get to what? Third round and he's all right? Yeah, but they meet second round. Yeah, so when Snakey does him in, it's fine. Got him. I've just pressed the mute button, Boise, so we can't hear him for a couple of minutes. <laughs> He'll find a way. <laughs> um, right, so right, I want and chat room, get involved in here. I want your tie of the first round and the biggest name to depart in round one. Let's spice it up a little bit. Unmute, unmute Gob then, because he seems he stands still first. I, I've, I've unmuted him now. He's fine. He can, <laughs> he can get involved with him, <laughs> So, tie of round one and biggest name departure. No, no. Tie of round one. That isn't Aspinall versus Rock, because we just spent 10 minutes talking about that. Yeah, which isn't that. Uh... 
in terms of ability, it's Danny Noppert versus Andrew Gildin. Is it the one I'm going to sit and watch all night? Probably not. <laughs> but yeah, it is the matchup for the first round. I'll go above that. I want to see Diamondette of Vincent Van der Voort. Just to add, I want to see I don't mind well. <laughs> Yeah. Na, 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 na. Vincent van der Boort, van der Boort. Dob, didn't you mute him? No, so I've got the controls. I don't know if that's how. <laughs> <laughs> Run software, don't look, I? Look, I, I, I love Damo, but I want Vincent to win just because you know he's going to give you a line. That, Actually, Rob Cross, James Wade is top Billy. That's where we're going. See, look, Rose knows. Rose wants a Vincent Manavort interview, don't we all? The pinnacle of interviews. Please. Smash this place up. What was the other one, Phil? Biggest seed to drop? Biggest seed. Oh, no, I'm not going to go seed because obviously it's off the European. Biggest name. Johnny Clayton. Are you Germans? Oh, I seen Germany. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, but it's still Clemens. I mean, hello everybody watching from Germany. We love you. <laughs> it's not just crowd based. Uh, down for just down for Germany. I'm down. Yeah, Johnny Clayton. Dispatch first round. Are you going for Gob? Uh, I've got two in trouble. Uh, I think Dimitri's in trouble if Gurney gets that little bit of aggression in him. Uh, and I'm obviously going to get a response from this. Um, but I think Ryan Sell's in trouble. I think Martin Lukeman's playing much better darts than him right now. No, I, I fully agree with you on that one. I, Brian Styles, one of the ones I've got a, a little a little asterisk next to that he's just not just in he's not in form right now. And Martin Lukeman was a breath of fresh air at the Grand Prix, so I agree with you there completely. Um, who else do I think? After the weekend, Joe Cullen may be in a bit of bother over the short race. I thought Ross Smith played pretty decent at, at the weekend. Um, it's that short format in round one. Um, that it is, and I like Smith, and I think he's on his way back up again. We saw glimpses at the Grand Prix. Just moments of nerve wasn't there that weren't quite there. And yeah. any other player, I'd probably agree. But as I said, I think Joe Collins' B game is one of the best in the world right now. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm not saying so. Swift he might not be pretty, he, but I think he'll still be all right. Yeah, look, I, th- I just think that I, th- I still think Cullen will come through, but I think it may it, it'll be there'll be some difficult moments in there for him. Um, we've spoke we've spoke well as as well about some potential second round toys. One. I do see MVG getting past Obi, but the second part of that to happen and Jose beating Martin Schindler, I think Jose could struggle in that one. 
I would not be surprised to see Martin Schindler there off the line. Once then, the playing in Germany plays a factor. Yeah. Yeah, no, no I, I agree. I, I think yeah, that could be could be a difficult moment for him completely. <laughs> uh, and look, if Peter Wright turns up and plays, he will beat Ryan Meikle. But you know what you're going to get from Meikle. It's going to be slow and steady. What darts is Bright's been home for a few days? Are we going to get a tinker? Are we going to get him playing with a stupid dart? Um, but look, no, I agree with all. I think we'll ones. I think Dimitri's in in trouble as well. I agree. Um, so I would like and chat room. I would like your semi finalists. One from each quarter, please. Who gets that far? Again, chat room, get involved. Quarter finalists. in the little root bit here. Yeah. What are we going for? And yeah, What's that? Final four. Final four. Simples. Go on then, Gob. Before we see you up till the end of Gob's selections. I'm going to go in reverse order. From the bottom quarter, the world champion award number one, Mr. Peter Wright. From the third quarter, Dave Chisnell. From the second quarter, Damon Hetter. And from the top quarter, I'm going for it. Joshua Rock. <laughs> Boise? So that'd be Rock, Hetter, Chisnell, Wright. I've written mine down as Dob was doing his, but I went from top to bottom. I wrote down Josh Rock. Then I wrote down Damon Hetter before we said <laughs> And then he just said him, and I'm like, do I change? I'll never not tell anyone I've written down. <laughs> um, I'm going to stick to them. I have got a bottom, a different bottom, too. So, um, do you have MVG in price by any chance? Time love past MVG in price. Yeah. Uh, I hope we do have a second round tie between. Price and right, and I, I hope, I, I would like to see the winner of that still face MVG in the semi-final, just from a standard and a quality-wise game. I think we can have it. There's a few names in that bottom half who can obviously cause upsets, but just can't see past MVG and Price. I think there, as much as we talked about the top three at the minute, still think MVG and Price are just slightly better than right at the minute. For me, the top half, the top quarter is the hardest one to pick. For me, I am going with Michael Smith 
will play Dirk Van Dyvenboda. And we all know where I'm going in the bottom. Semi-final will be the best game in world darts right now. It will be Michael Van Gerwen. Harry's not there. Against Gerwin Price. So I've got the same top half semi-final as Dov and the same bottom half semi-final as Phil. God, I'm screwed. You're, yeah, you're done. <laughs> Stick a fork in him. He's done. <laughs> Shrimp is on the barbie. I'm looking forward to a Sivacek, Razma, Schindler, Roby, John, last four now. <laughs> no, you, know, you know what's going to happen? I'm going to let both run. So it's gonna be Dob, it's gonna be your bottom half versus Phil's top half. <laughs> Me just at zero and four. <laughs> I'm sure you will. So from your semi-finalists, I would like a winner and a runner-up. The same as the chat room. Come and get involved. Who will win the 2022 Kazoo European Championships and who will finish runner-up? No, because I don't want you nicking what I'm about to say. You haven't picked my winner in the semi-final, so I'm fine. Oh, good. Um, Damon Hatter beats Dave Chisner in the final. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. MVG. Dave Chisnell don't win finals. MVG beats Damon Hatter for me. Double Dutch final. MVG beats Dirk Van Dyvenboder in the final. I appreciate the tenacity of you two keep coming back every week when you're constantly so wrong, but fair play to you.
It's boring and it's very much the same, but I'm sure I've picked MVG to win. All but so the match I. play. No, no one picked him to I, win I, the I match picked, play, surely not. No, I, I, I priced to win the match play, but I didn't have MVG to win the Premier League and the World Grand Prix. Of course you did, Phil. Standard. Got to back me boy, didn't I? The same as you back Wade every also, time. I've just backed Damon Hatter, which, by the way, would earn him a spot in the Premier League. Would it? Oh, I don't know about that. Rob Cross won this tournament a, last year. Didn't get him. He did, but Rob Cross didn't win the World Cup as well. Damon Hatter would get an option to be in the Premier League as a new name in there. Different market and two major titles this year. Not convinced. Yeah, um, so, chat room says, uh, Bill's gone for Hetta, um, MVG, final MVG to win. Barry's on snake bite, beats Josh Rock in the final. Tommy, MVG, Aspinall runner-up. Jay, MVG wins. Luke Humphreys, runner-up. Uh, Malachi, MVG winner. He's got Hetta runner-up. Kevin, look, if, if this happens, Kev, I wouldn't mind this. He's gone Smith beats MVG in the final. If that happens, I'll, I'll, I'll take it, even though I've said MVG. Just for Smith to win one, I'd, I'd take it all day long. Uh, Andrew's got the same as me. MVG beats Dirk. Um, if Preston's got... Uh, MVG to beat Rock. Uh, Hetter to beat MVG. Uh, Daniel Simon's a million miles away from the Premier League, unfortunately. Um, Hetter prize price wins from Mike. Look, it's it's, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. And what I like about this one, it's the final day. Because players have to manage themselves properly. Do you remember, was it 2019 when it was Wade Whitlock in the final? It was one of the worst televised finals I can remember. It was horrendous. And you're old, so you can remember lots. Because both of them were over-practiced. No such thing. Yeah, there's, there's, oh, there was. There's a there's a lot of talk about how brutal the Grand Slam semi final and final is. This isn't far off. Yes, there's only two dames in the slam, but they are longer. But this isn't far off how brutal the slam is. No, I'm with you. Um Stamps. <laughs> Stupid. Um, 2018, the the Whitlock Wade final. Wadey baby. Um. Yeah, it it, it wasn't great. Um. But there we go. So that is the European Championships. Um, also, this weekend we had the Super Series final. Boys, God, your first trip down to to Pompey. It's a bit. It's, it's a little impressive, isn't it, when you get there and, and see it in the flesh? 
yeah, it's solid. The the, the different sounds weird, but the difference between a weekday session and that Saturday night as well is is crazy. The difference putting a crowd in there makes is is superb. The atmosphere just the venues becomes alive at that point as well. Like the buzz, obviously it helped that it was Champions Week, so there's just that little bit more on the line. The players are brilliant all week. Um, yeah, it's it's a ridiculously good setup. Yeah, and look, the, the darts itself. Before we come on to the darts, there was some news fed out last week. The link-up with the ADC. Um, one, at least one will be in. There's obviously two this week, but one place for an ADC player. Great news for the amateur game with all the turmoil that's going on at the moment. There's, there's a path, a clear path, for players to try and win a spot on TV. Boise. Yeah, as you said, it's yeah. it's great for the amateur game. We've seen for one individual and um, financially how much it's benefited him last week. But that aside, how many players that the lively Super Series has benefited so many, so many spoke about it in other it at late side, so many speak people spoke about it who've gone on to the Pro Tour this year. The benefits of playing in that playing in the, the brutal nature of dame after dame, day after day. Um, it's just a huge benefit. So from for the amateur dame, it, it is huge steps for me in a step in the right direction. So it was great news um, coming out from the ADC and Super Series link up. Um, yeah, look, and... Yeah. So Phil, one other point to add to it is... Not so much now, but previously, there was a few people on socials who were, oh, it's the same people. Oh, we're only seeing the same faces. What this is doing is it's also giving that wider opportunity to some players who either we haven't seen before or we don't see as much to go out there and qualify for the Super Series. So it is in the, it is in the hands of them to go out there and then qualify for it. So... It's another benefit, and those those haters who I, I disagreed with at the time. So I think this is some great variety in um, UK players and foreign players, but that the, the, never opens it up to every amateur player. Yeah, the, the thing that irritated me about that is when we were having okay, yes, there were a lot of samey players at the start. It was like we were in the middle of blooming tra- travel restrictions; we couldn't get. Europeans into the country was the thing. It was just like, just give us a chance here, will ya? When people were, were, were slagging it and whatever. It was like, we can't we can't get people into the yeah, country yeah. without without quarantining and, and stuff like that. But ever since we had, we've seen, we've had Makuru over um, Dan Nalby and people like that. So it's just like, look, it, it, we'll get it right. But not only that, is... After the one before the slam, the ADC undisputed nights are going to be held here before a final. And again, that does wonders for that because, let's be fair, look, Steve and um, Scott have done a tremendous job with the ADC. The, the tour stuff looks looks fantastic. Um, the, the branding's on point, the social's good, but some of the belt nights have still been a little bit ropey in terms of the coverage, the venues and the, the, the stream where bringing them here, it will be streamed one on our YouTube channel, which is 
great, but two, to the standard where people will be able to see the board clearly because the, the high-tech spec and system that is here, it will be commentated on, presented, like the Super Series is, Gob. So that's huge for the amateurs that are competing in these matches. Yeah, I think that entices more to bid. Look, the bid process makes sense when you look at it, but part of that was you bid for them to come to your venue. So whoever's holding the title, part of that bid is travel costs and, and whatever else to come to a venue. And the hope was that venues might assist with some of the costs of that bid, putting it up, selling tickets on the night, etc., and then helping with the streaming costs. Well, not every venue has Wi-Fi or internet good enough to send out a stream of the quality that's required if you're going to be stomping up for what is effectively a money match game. It's an old school money match game with belts on the line and, and titles and, and king of the hill, last man standing, however you want to phrase it or have a look at it. So, yeah, look, the concept's good. Putting it in this venue, you know you've got to travel, you know where to take players on. Um, the streaming setup will be better. Well, I say better, it's one of the best in, in the country, if not the world, in terms of the sport right now. So, yeah, look, it just makes sense. Um Going back to finals night, you can see a picture of the man there. It was Conan Whitehead who takes the very first Super Series um, title. And you can see what it means to him, boys. And he played some some side stuff. Um, rode his luck at times. Um, players missed starts here and there. But overall, showed grit, determination, and just fire in his belly. And look, they all had their own reasons for, for wanting to win. But... You can't begrudge Conan the, the victory. No, it was excellent on that night. It was excellent in the tense moments. Obviously, there was a lot of cash on the line, so there was plenty of those tense moments, especially on that Saturday night, but you could see it early on in the week. I think in terms of character, Conan was a lot more fired up than anyone else perhaps we saw on that stage, and I think that helped him throughout the week as well as this final because he'd set that tone, because everybody knew that that was how it was like. Once things did go his way, or he pinched a leg or, or whatever else, there was just that little bit more that let everybody else know that he wanted it. And in such a short format, I think that plays a, a part in, in people's mindsets. Graham Hall was fantastic value for the entire series, beaten in the final just by his own admission, just couldn't get going, missed starts in the first leg, missed starts in the second leg, and, and never really recovered from that. Um I don't want to knock anything, but we were a dart away from an even bigger story. Chris Mason was fantastic. The week he qualified, okay, you can look at the numbers and say that it perhaps wasn't the most difficult of the 12 weeks that we put together, but he still came through that. Mark Dobridge was fantastic. Tony O'Shea was competitive, etc. Really, really impressed with his A game. Absolutely solid was Mason's. Gets into Champions Week, tough field, comes through that, solid work from him as well. And then actually in finals night, to be in a group with Conan and Josh Payne, who Josh Payne started the night as Bucky's favourite, as the most recent off the tour in A-game ability, whatever. Conan, solid. Him and Chris had had some, some good matchups early before that. To lose both 4-3 when he's had darts to win both matches as well, we could have seen a very, very different story on the night. Um but perhaps the lack of a fairy tale ending is the best possible thing for Chris. 
because he does want to stick to commentate and everything. And, and the pressure of winning this and then being dragged back in, not dragged back in, but asked to play again and more opportunities open up, he's more than happy with a, a dazzle in this and a, a crack at the seniors next year. But that suits him down to the ground. And I think you start winning this, people are expecting, you're going to Q school, you're going to go on tour, blah, blah. It was so near, but so far, do you know what I mean? And it could have been an even bigger story, but you cannot begrudge kind of why that title at all. It was superb. Yeah, no, look, and I think every, everyone, like you say, everyone loves a fairy tale in sport. And look, outside of Conan winning, yes, Mace has grabbed the headlines and, and rightfully so, because to take yourself out of your comfort zone and put yourself back into an environment that, he openly admits almost cost him his life because he went to some dark, dark places when he plays and, and everything like that. So to take himself out of the comfort zone of the commentary box into those places and he's acquitting himself amazingly well, Boise. Yeah, we, you know, we've all we've all met and spent time with Chris, so we, we're slightly biased because he's he's a very He's a very nice person, very nice bloke. But to actually see from the outside of the journey that Chris Mason's done on with darts, in his life, but in darts, and then to come back and, you know, just to qualify for finals week was a fantastic um, story. And we were actually lyrical about him last week in getting to that stage to then come back on finals week and, for me, it probably helped him in being in the last week and then being able just to have a few days break and then come back. But to then put himself in a, a position to qualify for Saturday, um, to be in that group was just very difficult. It was always going to be struggle, but to be still competitive and lose both of those four for it just shows the level that Chris Mason can still play to. And for the seniors fan club and the seniors followers, it's a... Only a good sign. Yeah, no, look, so many stories. It's unreal. And at stage, stage two started today. And again, belter of a group. That was for sure. It has been, been superb today. A couple of questions on the super series. And how's the current criteria? Uh, all players handpicked uh, to a degree, but it's, it's done off data. So the pe- people that pick and, and book players, it's all done off of the, the Challenge Tour. Um, the senior stuff's looked at. The ADC's looked at. The WDF's looked at. Is They have to make competitive groups and competitive matches. So the, the, the data's looked at and, and analysed at, at running averages and, and everything like that. Um, but obviously now there's an ADC spot in each group as well, which is great. So, uh, no, but no, Mace wasn't in commentary today. It was... Nico and Matt, Matt Edgar today. Um, but look, Super Series, huge, huge success. And it was just damn good to see. Um, so off of that, it was the Andy Fordham Memorial Viking Cup this weekend. If I'm being honest, I didn't see any of it. Obviously, I, catching up today, I've seen the winners and stuff like that. But I didn't see any darts thrown, if I'm being honest, boys. No, no. Yeah, I haven't same, seen it. I saw the yeah. results. Um, 
Beau obviously doing damage in the ladies as, as Beau tends to do. Um, but I really, I'm, I'm chuffed for the winner of the men's. It, it was Richie House, and I think he's a, a fantastic person. Him and Lynn are fantastic people. Um, I think if you asked Richie what causes his upturn in form again, like he's had a talk hard a few years ago, but I don't think that went to plan when he did have it. The seniors would have played a massive part in, in Richie Housen's modern darting career, if you like, in, in that return. Two appearances on TV last year. Very, very nicely positioned ahead of World Championship qualification coming up. Um, and for him to, to go and win that, I think it was, was superb. Yeah, and that kind of leads us nicely. Climax of the Women's Series this weekend as, well, look, Lisa's done and dusted. She knows she's securely at Alexandra Palace, but barring, I'm going to call it a miracle, it's a straight shootout between Bo and Fallon for spot number two. Yeah. Um, I know I made a point last week to say Eileen might disagree with that, but it's hard to see past Bo, Fallon and Lisa having good weekends and picking up the titles. And I think that is probably why Fallon is such a strong favourite. Yes, she's got 1,800 on top of Bo, but the fact it's not just a straight shootout between Fallon and Bo, You've also got Lisa, who you'd expect to pick up one of those titles, how she's played this year. Um, that Lisa's very well in the mix and is going to be in those. So the draw will be interesting across them four days because, yes, there's, there's focus yeah. on the match play for next year when you're looking at the top eight. But for these four events, the T-Focus is that race for the World Championships. It could be sold up by Saturday, depending on how well Fallon performs. But I've got a feeling that Bo will have something to say about it. In regards to pushing that to the Sunday, I just think Fallon's got too much of a head start. And Fallon will get off the line. You, you, you would say so. And the thing I'm looking forward to, Gob, as well, is regardless of the, the, the top, forget the rankings a minute, we, the, the top three are Lisa, Fallon and Bo. Um, I know Eileen is third in there, but I'd say she's just under those three. Yeah, compared compared to Germany, where it was a weakened field, and look, I don't mean this any other way. That Bo could have, and she could win all four of these as well. But for all three, for all three of the top players, instead of coasting their way to the quarterfinals, strength semifinals, like in Germany, you would expect the strength in depth to be better, and those three tested earlier on in this block of four. Yeah, I think when we looked at it last time, players ranked something like 9 to 20. I think there was two of them present. So we're missing 10 of the top 20 in Germany at one point, which the like, first couple of rounds I don't think makes a massive amount of difference unless you're lucky enough to draw one of them in the open draw. But as as the tournament goes on, when you're missing those players that like, their top game is just about good enough to beat Bowen and Lisa and Fallon, We've seen it enough, but they're the ones that are going to average mid-70s, 80s, etc. that are capable of just sitting in there that if one of the top three has an off game, they get beaten. 
and that there didn't seem to be an awful lot of players around in Germany that were capable of doing so. So just having more of those back in contention ahead of the last block is very, very good. Yeah, I look completely, and it sets it up amazingly to to go and showcase the women's game. Yeah, that's what that's what this has been set up for. I guess it's still in its early stages with the PDC, but what we what we've now got for the first time this year is that we've got Fallon, Bow, and Lisa going head to head. And there will be certainly some spoilers in there, to, to Dob's point. There's, there's enough people within that field, you, you Chloe O'Brien, you Tate Sheldon, who will have something to say. One, they want to put themselves in a good position for the match play for um, July next year. But equally, they will feel that they can compete with, with the best in the world after being on TV just July. The women's name's on the up. We know it's on the up. Um, and to see... Hopefully, I don't think the field's been released yet, but to see hopefully all the, the top women there will produce a fantastic weekend. Well, yeah, the, the, I'm interested to see when it does come out because the um, Asian ladies, um, especially the Japanese, all travelled to, to Germany. Um, and, I, and I hope they travel to Wigan this weekend um, as well because we want to see Makuru... Um, going at it and um, Yuki Sakaguchi and I can't remember the other ones. It's Sato. Um, go at it because they've they've shown they've shown promise. Um, we've got Aileen, uh, Lorraine, Katie. All those mix blends into such a good tournament. Is is the thing? If if we can get them all all in one room together, it could be fireworks. Especially if Trina and Dita go as well. Like. They've got so much experience between them. And the top-level game to switch it on. There's no reason why Trina shouldn't go. Is it Hungary this weekend, which is only a bronze event, I think? I'm just looking as we speak. I'm I'm sure it's Hungary bronze. Hungary silver. Silver, okay. Um, so look, we all know obviously Dita is is invested in the the WDF in terms of she's on the board and everything like that. So she may go to Hungary, but in terms of everyone else, it should, it should be a damn good tournament. Hopefully, it should. And you're going to bugger off for two days and leave me to stream it on me own. I might be able to pop on Sunday because we don't normally get. Interviews on the Sunday, do we? So no, no, Sunday may on. Sunday may be a goer. Hey, look, let's be fair. Saturday, we're all going to look when the draw's done and see which half of the draw because two of them have to be on the same side. It's just a case of which one it is. At least all three of them. All three of them could be on the same side. Not if it's been programmed, right? I mean. <laughs> um, Jeremy says Parvin wants to see uh, Sherrick miss out on the world to see how Sky hype the other two ladies look Sky will hype the other two ladies because they're invested in ladies sport 
Will it be to the extent of Fallon? Not a chance. Don't get me wrong. They'll, they'll, they'll get coverage still because Sky do back the lady sport like we've seen in the, the cricket, the 100, the, the Super League and everything like that. But will it be to the same extent? No. I, Let's be I, honest. I agree. I agree, but with the caveat of if they then don't win their first round, Dane, the hope into that second one will go up a level. And then oh, maybe yeah, not to the extent of three because we've seen it. Three tournaments. No. But if that, if, if you'd expect it to be Bow, um, who would be in if it's not Fallon with Lisa? But if they can get over the line in, in the first round, Dane, I would expect the hope to be more. I still don't see matching the Fallon at the moment because of what Fallon's done on TV. Um, so from there, right, before we open up question time and everything like that, we're bound to have missed something. Weekend dark, so what have we missed, boys? What have you got on your lists? Um... I'm the best. Didn't play Vogue. You read off my list. Just going off the top of my head. <laughs> um, Southgate out. We've done that bit. <coughs> MVG to win another TV title. We've done that bit. Um, I think we're all good, mate. You mean we haven't missed anything? Continental Club. Yes, well, you say that till half four to interview the winner, so you might as well talk about it. <laughs> I, yeah, that. No, no. Oh, uh, and in doing so, we then move on to the Oceanic Masters, which has got a winner, but I couldn't tell you anything else. Um, yeah, so TDC Continental Cup brings to the end. We always forget something, but yeah, look, it was one. It was a damn good tournament, and I loved every single minute of it. Um, it brought to an end to their season. Um, no place at Ali Pali on the line for this, but the winner was guaranteed a place in the North American Darts Championship and the US Darts Masters to go into MSG for two tournaments. Um, and it was... I'm going to get the averages up so I can quote them exactly because there was some really really good stuff considering the tour card holders weren't there the tournament average i know it's only 16 but the tournament average for the continental cup 87.66 i think that is very very good boys for an associate tour that stacks up well yeah, again, it keeps rising. I think that's one thing to really push about some of the associate tours is the standard just keeps getting better and better and better. And they're going to start um, producing more and more stars. And like I said, the fact that effectively that weekend, we had Danny Baggish here, we had Jeff Smith here, we had Jules Van Dong here, we had Matt Campbell here. When you take out those four players who have been so good in the last couple of years on the CDC and have 
been to the PDC and, and whatever else. When you take those four players out of that tournament as well, effectively your, your four biggest names and stars at that point, you, you, your yeah. level can suffer. Um, look, last 16, there was only one average under 80. And surprisingly, that was David Cameron. Everything else was over 80 in the opening rounds. Uh, Chuck Pulio's loss with nearly 93 to Jim Long. 97 and a half, some really, really good stuff. But going into the quarterfinals, um, Doug Bain averaged 105 to beat Jim Long 6-2. That's outstanding. And Doug's a bit of a character. But there is certainly an A game there. Um, look, he blew the final, spoiler alert. Um, but that, that was brilliant. In the semifinals... Um, Alex Spellman's beaten David Cameron. David Cameron's averaged 95 and a half. Um, Alex nearly 97 and a half. Really, really good. I think in the final, there's a bit of fatigue because I don't think these boys are used to playing this longer format over over a day. But still, 86 and a half average, 82 average in, in the final. It went all the way. Um, shout out to the CDC guys. The production looked good. Um, it's gone up again. So, look, massive kudos to to, to the CDC. Um, it looked very, very good. Alex Spillman's already said he's going to come over and go to Q School. Um, and interestingly, I said, asked him, the interview's going to drop hopefully tomorrow morning, um, have you picked your route? He goes, because you can do European or you can do the UK. And he said, look, European's probably easier, but I'm coming to the UK. I want to play the best. Um, and he said... So, look, he's not short of backing himself, which, which, which is good by the sounds of it. There, there are going to be plenty coming over to, to give it a go. I suppose the one shock was Leonard Gates lost in the last 16. <coughs> uh, but, look, overall... I'm confused about choosing the UK over Euro, to be honest, until that standard changes. Yeah, look, for, for me, look, for, for, for eight, you for and pick up four of the players expected to pick up cards early rounds. But I think there are less surprises, less players that we expect to get a card fail to get a card through Europe. Yeah, he also said as well that he did Europe before and it was like, it was strange in Germany because over here you can still speak American, sorry, English, it's the same. Going to Germany, it was yeah. all very different and strange and didn't feel settled. So I get yeah. the decision. Um, but for ages, the DPA had always been looked at as the premier associate tour. I think that's fair. Yeah. Right now, I think the CDC has overtaken the DPA. It'll be interesting to see like a, a Ryder Cup between the Americans and North America versus Australasia. Funny you should say that. It's being that the powers that be on both are speaking about it. I think once they prove they're the perfect organisations to do it and prove it's possible, the PDC will 100% steal the idea, right? But they've both got enough knowledge between them. They fly the wrong way around around the globe to get to each other 
compared to everybody else. But yeah, that, that would 100% make sense. I mean, I'm just going to drop a message in now and see if there's any news on it. Keep talking, Gob. I'll just run out. <laughs> you could have done it while I said the BBC <laughs> or nick it. Just keep, yeah, yeah, sub. Just, yeah, whatever. Cool. Safe. What have we got next? <laughs> Um, but no, oh, look, I, I think the CDC, I think the CDC is doing tremendous things for for darts. I genuinely do. It just it looks good. It looks fresh, and the the names that are being spoken about are more from that side of the pond than down under right now. There are a few, yeah. I mean, Mel Cumming won the Oceanic Masters, so he's off to Ali Pali as well. But we've got a few. Decent players coming in from that. I think the other thing to remember is we've pinched the talent from Australia over the last couple of years. And whilst we've got Matt Campbell, etc., Damon Hatter has, has never been better ranked than he is right now. Um, I also think that to say that Australia struggled with COVID pretty much more than anybody else. Australia and New Zealand, because they were just shut down completely. So they were the last ones to return. So they are about six to nine months behind everybody else. Yeah, no, yeah, look, I agree. Um, Bob says, do you do you agree that tour card holders can't play in the CDC next year? Look, I, I love the decision. It's it's a great yes. decision by, by Anthony and um, Peter and the guys over there. Great decision. Shut the back door. Words to live by. Yeah, no, I, I, I love it. It's just the drama, Mick. I just love it. Um, right, message back. Yeah. Um, it's something we want to do. Um, no firm, no firm dates or anything like that. But hoping for further talks in December to get something sorted, basically. So, yeah, look, it's on the cards. They want to do it. Um, but, yeah, superb. Uh, like you say, the Oceanic one, I didn't see a lot of it, apart from Mel Cummings beat Gordon Mathers in the final. Beat Mathers? Beat Gigi in the final. Gigi stayed down under to play in the Oceanic Masters. To try and Mac get some that way. No, not a fan of that. Yep. No more back doors. He tried but failed. And so, are we good for question time now? Do we think? Yes. It's that else. time, folks. Question time. Um, from um, from from question time last week, if memory serves you well, we was asked the question about celebrities being any good at darts. It's like one of them heard because I'd seen that Tim Vine Tim played Vine. in the recording yeah. for them. And actually won his first day, come through his first one. And I've just had a lot average, only 15 his first one, but 
lost then in the second, averaging 65, so certainly improved. I've seen a picture of him and Neil Duff on socials yeah, this morning, yeah. so I had a quick look and seen that Tim Vine had played. So, he can uh, play. He genuinely can play. If yeah. anybody gets bored on YouTube and, and you've watched every single video that Online Darts have produced, because obviously that comes first, um, go back and look for the um, comic relief. Does darts? They held it at the leg side. It was a celebrity with a dart player pairing. Tim Vine played in it. Lee Mack played in it. There's certainly some talented celebrities that are famous for other things. Good comedy as well. Just out of interest, boys, so you keep saying it every week. Are we expecting an announcement this week? <laughs> I don't know what you mean. <laughs> Mystic Meg has gone to sleep. For once, you're not confident, are you? No. I'm not confident, no. <laughs> we've, we've had too many announcements recently. We don't need any more. Yeah, about that. I don't know what information they've provided us, but we've had announcements. <laughs> uh, We're not then involved in that. We're having a week off from that. Are we? That's a shame. I'll drop the Mace interview tomorrow then. <laughs> Um, right, into the chat room. Uh, Big Johnny says, question, can we have a decent nickname for Josh Rock before it's too late? Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Look, I bashed Louis Williams a bit for stealing the Prince of Wales, so I've got to stick to my principles and bash Josh for nicking Andy Jenkins. Yeah, but at least Josh's is his name. Hey, I've seen Jenks knock a good few people out. Including the five times champion of the world. No comment. Anyway, you wait till I uh, go through Costume again, mate. I'll have him. <laughs> You're the new king of Costume. I am the new king of Costume. <laughs> um, not sure if that's something I want to be proclaiming loudly or not, but I am the new king of Costume. There's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Daniel, so at the Worlds, the. Um, the, the 32 on the Pro Tour would have merit. Get, um, you want to be seeded so you get a bye to round two and then the rest it's drawn out international qualifiers and the seeds come in in round two and so on until MVG goes on and wins a 4-4 title. Yeah, so um, will Duzzer go to the slam qualifier, do you think? My gut says no. I agree. Clean sweep. Get the brushes out. Sorry, no, if, we, if, we, if, we're all, if we're all agreeing, he's going then. Um, I hope Devon makes Ali Pally. He's got it all to do. Um, Kind of fluffed his lines in the African qualifier, so he's got to go through the PDPA one. Um, what's the situation with Corey Cabby at the moment? 
your guess is as good as mine. He pops up on Facebook every now and then. I do. And then disappears. What's that, mate? I did would it be to see him back? Just on our stream. Oh, I'd love to see him. Anything. Yeah. Yeah, I would love it. I can dial my own stream at the camera a bit if you want. Yeah, you ought to be good. I'm, I'm King of Caution, mate. Who are you? All right. All right, son. Um, right, let me get the... Uh, any more regional events? Yeah, there's a few to go. So, uh, October the 30th, which is coming up this weekend, is the Indian qualifier. Then... Um, the PDC Europe Super League winner to come in. Southwest Euro qualifier. East European qualifier. West European qualifier. The World Youth Champion. Two PDPA qualifiers. And one that's floating around, which we all think will probably go to the PDPA qualifier at this late stage, boys. Probably. You'd think so. Yeah. Um, or unless Not they put a max on the tournament. Other than what you just said. On. On. <laughs> yeah, other than that, no. <laughs> um, no, look, I, I think it'll be the PDPA qualifier. we get an extra place. Um... Joey says, do you remember showbiz darts? Holly Willoughby dressed as a fox. I don't remember this. I don't, because if I'd seen it, I would remember that image. Yeah, I was say, I, I'd remember that as well. And I know I just out of interest, Johnny. What what channel were you watching? Was this that is one hell of a dream? That is one hell of a dream. I'm telling you. Uh, Jamie says, is Lee's chair gradually getting lower and lower? Yeah, he's just sinking into the depths of the chair. <laughs> yeah. I'm letting Tom through all that's what it is. <laughs> the next nation to win a PDC World Championship. Oof. Next nation. Is it too early to go Northern Ireland? <laughs> you know what? I was thinking that, but I didn't want to say. It's, it's them or Belgium, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah, back you... to back world championships from uh, Northern Ireland from April to January. <laughs> Don't know you're about Boise. Didn't we? <laughs> um, Johnny says it was on challenge. You know, there was only, go right. only going to be a few channels. That, there was only going to be a few channels that could possibly be on, and challenge was going to be one of those in that pitch, wasn't it? Yeah, challenge, Back Bravo, Bravo, or FTN days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Um, Bob says, any more players in danger of losing their tour card? Uh, look, there's loads. So, in terms of high-profile names, do we think, is Devon safe on 68 grand? Yeah. Has he got anything else this year other than the two Pro Tours? He hasn't, has he? Two Pro Tours in the world. Not in the world. Sneaks in the sun, five and yeah. No, Devin's not in the world. So, world's qualified, isn't it? Oh, I'll tell you, we've got some well. fabulous, we've got some fabulous people watching. I've literally just received two messages at, at the same time. Big Johnny's just sent me a couple of screenshots, and there is a there's another man from Northern Ireland watching that's just sent me the link to it, boys. So what? What a ledge. Cheers, buddy. I'll drop it in the group. Hope you're enjoying the show as well. I hate when you do this. Now I get paranoid about calling people crap. (laughs) (laughs) Actually... That's a good chat. I'm going to put it in the YouTube chat so everyone can enjoy it as well. Thank you very much, Mr. Duff. Maybe put it in at uh, 10 o'clock. We don't want to lose people, Phil. Just trust me, it's going to be worth a while. Too late, it's gone. No, don't do that. Courtesy of Neil. Um, Barzy. Johnny sent me the screenshots as well. It's going to make some good viewing later. Um, Delete it now. Get rid of it. And then tell people they can have it back if we get to like 69 likes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Right. I'm trying to think. Oh, right. So we said Devon's safe on 68K, yeah? For this year. No. No. I think so, yeah. Chat room, is Devon safe on 68k? What do you think? Has Ryan Sell qualified for the match plan yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely a nibble. God's fucking job jumped on there. No. <laughs> um, but anyway, big names in, in danger. Um Neil Zonavald, Scott Mitchell, Willie Ball and Jeff Smith in huge danger. Um, Gaulas in danger. Daza, Adam Hunt. Jeff Jeffrey does run. Stick a fork in him. He's done. Um, John Henderson, Max Hop, Boris Koltsov. I feel a bit for Boris. Not all his own doing. But I'm going to lose his card. Um, Baggish, 
Gigi, Steve West, Barry Van Pier, Jack Main. More the trouble. Yeah. So yeah, some some big names. Um, so again, get your questions in. We've got 10 minutes or so to answer the rest of them. Uh, someone asked earlier, do we think Bo will go to Q school? I think a lot will depend on the announcement of when and if there is a WDF world. Wasn't I may have seen this wrong? Wasn't the winner of the Andy Fordham Memorial Trophy Cup? I can't remember the exact term it being what it was told this weekend, but wasn't the winner of those both having their sort of um, two still paid for? Possibly, I don't know. So that would mean the opportunity is there for both Richie and Bo. I would be surprised if Bo went to Tewstall. Yeah. Just on the just on the amount of um, WDF events he's played in this year and being someone uh, WDF world champion that I'd. I expected to go and see a defend that whenever that may be. 2024. Am I getting an announcement? No comment. <laughs> get off that fence, boy, so you'll get some splinters. <laughs> um... Uh, Johnny, I don't know. That's a good point. Does anyone know where Wesley Holmes is these days? No. Not a clue. Uh, any idea what colour the kazoo stage is going to be? Uh, no, they varied it up for a few, haven't they? Like the, a few kazoo tournaments have been different colour stages. They haven't been that horrible manky green, all of them. All been a different shade of grey. Fifty Shades of Beaten. <laughs> it's not a stage. Fifty Shades of Beaten. Fifty Shades of Beaten. Um, Joker says, how good would it be a World Series event in Ireland? Lads, Phil, get your contact. Oh, I would love, love a World Series event in Ireland. I'd definitely be up for that. Why not? Yeah. It's cold over there. Right in the summer. I mean, I went to Belfast in December, but it was freezing. Yeah, I've got the flight. Yeah, by the time you're going up, you're coming down, but no, nothing Not will be just turbulence like that. Yeah, one of the old propellers. 
our flight home from Belfast this year was in the middle of that storm. Yeah. Do you remember it? Yeah. Honestly, literally, it was our plane was full of PDC staff and security staff just, just trying to get home. It was horrific. I'd have stayed. Wouldn't have done it. Um, Anderson, I'm doing his Buble impression yet. Yeah, Christmas is coming. He should, he, he should walk out, either walk out of the world to Buble or the Coca-Cola advert song. All I want for Christmas, Mariah Carey. Yeah. Um, do you think, Bill, without Players' Championships, good amount... Do you think without the Players' Championships, a good amount of the players of a tour card would be playing in no PDC events? Uh, yeah, look, I think that if, if they could, they'd go and play in whatever they want. Um, to be fair, Jamie, I think Matt answered that question really, really well, that they want to come back to Ireland, but it's where they go. The airport's nice. Just just, just put the ball up in, in between the um, escalators or something, yeah? In, in between the luggage The Guinness factory. I'm down on that. They must have an exhibition-style room somewhere. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm up for that. Uh, Jay, he wasn't lucky to win any of them because he's won them. Look, he's won some of them at an absolute canter, but you can't... He, he, he's, he's still beaten what's in front of him and beaten comfortably bashed up a lot of them um, if anything the question is probably lower right is how many was he unlucky not to win Barney for one well yeah look, you, you think as as Matt um, as Matt Edgar said and I think his I think his video is titled exactly this way the hand gesture that changed arts. Yeah. yeah. Leave that one there because I'm just going to plant one on top. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Uh, well, so we got Aaron says, cheers, fellas, cracking show. Our pleasure, my friend. Our pleasure. Um, like we say, lots and lots going on. We've got interviews galore going to drop over the next few days. Wait a minute. One, six. I reckon we've got ten interviews to get out before Thursday. I do some work then, Philip. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, lots and lots coming up. So if you haven't yet, make sure you subscribe to the channel. 
Um, players on Player Championship, European Championship this weekend, which we will be at. Live Lounge returns next week. Plenty of talking points, fingers crossed, off the back of the Euros, boys. Potentially oh, without me, but we'll see. You should be all right. We'll, we'll, we'll make that happen. Um, I don't think we've missed anything else, boys, have we? Don't think so. It's quite good for us. Normally we miss something glaringly obvious. Southgate out. Get rid of it. Right there, boys. Lee. Like the John Smith's advert when he just boots the football when they're doing kick ups. Get rid of it. Ah, Ben, we missed the Northern Cyprus Open. Tell a lie. I know he won the women's event because I saw it on uh, Instagram today. Casey Gallagher won the women's one. Yeah, I thought I won the men's. Um. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Right, I think that's just us just about done. Uh, first of all, thank you very, very much for your support. As always, belting to our show. Um, this will be available as an audio-only um, fingers crossed tomorrow. Um, like we say, interviews dropping all over the place. We have been online darts. Phil Bars, Jack Gobby Garwood, Lee Boyce. That is us signing out for this week. And remember, the Super Series returns tomorrow morning at 9.30. Make sure you tune in. Us signing off. <laughs>